Welcome to We All Become a Story, a social history podcast bringing dead ink back to life. I'm your host, Lee. As with most things I undertake in life, this podcast happened by accident and is very much an offshoot of my blog, Adventures of the Unknown Photographer, where I attempt to tell stories through old photographs taken by, in most cases, amateur and totally unknown photographers. The internet is full of history and famous people who did great things, and that's why they're on the internet. But I'm far more interested in the guy down the street, the lady who ran the corner shop, or the guy in the corner selling the newspapers. The everyday, the mundane. Over the years, I've acquired a number of handwritten letters in amongst all the photographs I collect, and they offer a fascinating insight into the everyday life of everyday people. For years, I've been just sitting on them, quite literally in some cases. Then, over a mug of tea, I thought, wouldn't it be a good idea to bring these letters back to life in a podcast? These letters are an insight into the days gone by, when social niceties, remember those, where people actually took the time to put pen to paper and commit their words and thoughts to something tangible, then entrusted to the postal system, and then wait again for a reply from that special somebody. We've all done it, right? So here we have it. We'll all become a story. The first few letters are being read by voiceover actress Jem Scott. They're from a girl called Barbara, and she's referred to herself as Babs once or twice, to a boy named Teddy in 1953. Their relationship didn't last very long, so it's a sort of a prologue, a starting point for a much bigger story. I only have about five or six of these letters, but it's interesting that Teddy kept them. By the time 1954 came around, Teddy was now with Margaret, who I will freely admit was the motivation to finally start this podcast, but there'll be more of her in the next episode, if we get that far. I know next to nothing about Barbara, not even a surname. I know she travelled on a train to Brighton with a friend, so she may have lived there. I'm guessing she is possibly in her early 20s, but it is equally as likely that she could be in her very late teens. Ted is slightly older and is in the forces. So without any further waffle, here's the first podcast. Enjoy. My dear Ted, thank you very much for your letter. You don't know how pleased I was to receive it. First, I want to thank you, darling, for giving me a wonderful day. I was so tired Sunday evening, it simply slipped my mind. I'm very glad, darling, you haven't forgotten me, and I have missed you so much. I am pleased to hear you're coming down again. I hope it won't be too long. Soon after Valerie received her letter from Ron, she came along and said that he had found something of mine in the car. I guess it's my earring? I don't know who's got it, you, darling, or Ron. I can't think how I lost it. I didn't even realise until next morning. By the way, I think Ron is very nice. He's very jolly. I am writing this letter in work. The time seems to be dragging, so I'm all by myself. But still, I think of you, darling. It won't be half so bad. I haven't a good photo of myself. Only snaps, but I will get one for you very soon. Next letter, if possible. Well... I'm afraid that's all for now, my love. Oh, I forgot. Try to find a photo for me. All my loving kisses, Barbara. My darling Ted, thank you very much for your letter. It was a good thing you didn't come down on Sunday. It started off fine, but in the afternoon and evening it poured. But I'm glad you're coming this Sunday. I hope you and Ron enjoyed the picture you went to see. I went on Sunday evening and saw Robert Taylor in a war picture. It was quite good. I miss you very much, darling, and can't wait to see you next. Well, that's all for now. I'm just going out with Valerie for a while. So all my love to you and your family, Barbara. My dearest Ted, I'm very glad you had a nice time on Sunday. I had a wonderful time. 
I'm sorry about the weather turning as it did, but let's hope it's nicer next time you come down. I am pleased to think you are happier at work now and aren't so bored. I am pleased you met my Auntie Ivy on Sunday, but I'm sorry they asked you about her age. I expect it put you in an embarrassing situation. But still, I think my mum's just as proud about my aunt's age as her. Well, that's the lot for now, I guess. All my love to you and your family. Barbara Darling Ted, thank you very much for giving me a lovely time. I hope you had a good time. I'm very sorry if I was too rotten to you, darling, because I wouldn't kiss you. If so, please forgive me. I didn't mean to upset you, but still, I'll make up for it next time. Do you think you could send me the negatives of those photos, as I would like to have some more printed so that I can look at them when I'm bored and lonely? It's a sweltering day again. Even worse than Sunday, I think. By the way, I hope you weren't home too late. I want to tell you how much I miss you, darling, but I just can't in a letter, so... All my love to you and your family, Barbara. P.S. I've just realised I always put Mr. J. Austin on your envelopes instead of J. Austin, but I'll put it right next time, darling. All my love, Babs. My darling Ted, I'm very sorry about not writing. There's me waiting to hear from you when I should have written to you first, darling. Please forgive me. But still, I shall be seeing you, darling, on Sunday. I'm glad. Ron knows all about the times and that. I expect he's already told you. I am very bored at the moment, although I've been to the pictures a couple of times. I went last Thursday and saw Treasure of the Golden Condor. I don't know whether you've seen it, but there's a great big snake in it. I nearly went mad when I saw it. Good job it was Valerie next to me, because I grabbed hold of her. Well, I hope you get this letter before I see you. Hoping you're better now, darling. All my love to you and your family. Love, Babs. My darling Ted, I had a wonderful time on Sunday. I hope you did too. I think your family are all very nice. I am most relieved now that I've met them. Please thank your mother for me, for my meals, darling. We arrived home about 11 o'clock. When you both left us, we were going to move from that first-class carriage into a third-class one, but we found that we couldn't get into the next carriage. The train had just stopped at the three bridges and started up again when some fellow came along into our carriage and started speaking to us. He started by asking the time. Valerie and I were never more terrified in our lives. I'm sure he must have been drunk or something like that. So we got up and went into a different carriage further up and shut the doors. We were glad when we got home to good old Brighton Station. We flew along the station because we were both so scared. I told you I was going to write every day, but I don't think I shall find enough to write about. But I'll try, darling. I hope you are alright now, darling, because somehow you didn't seem quite the same on Sunday. Had something upset you? Please give Alfie the snake my love, darling. All my love to you, darling, Babs. P.S. Please give my love to your mum, dad, brother and everybody else I met, darling. Write soon, Babs. The last two letters are probably the most interesting. The penultimate with Barbara stating that she's sorry for upsetting Ted for not kissing him. And then in the last letter, she asks if something is wrong and Ted seems to be a little bit different. Well, Babs, I'm guessing Ted give you the boot as you wouldn't kiss him. Still... It's very much a sign of the times, as kissing wouldn't even be classed as a date in 2019, but I don't suppose we'll go down that route. 
I also found it funny that the girls got scared when a strange man started to talk to them in the train on the way to Brighton. Although I suppose it really depends on what the strange man was talking about, I suppose. As for Teddy, or Mr E. Austin, as some of the letters were addressed, he was in the Air Force, probably National Service. The majority of the letters were sent to a base in Ios Nikolos in Cyprus, which still holds a British garrison today, or at least according to Google it does, and I apologise for probably murdering that um, name. So there you are, a third podcast done and dusted. Thoughts and comments would be great. This is all just a work in progress, so please let me know how you would like these shows to go. I'm going to try and make them about 10-15 minutes long, because you've really got no idea how long it takes me to record 10-15 minutes. The music is Time and Again by Jados and is freely available on tribeofnoise.com, so please check it out. The links will be available in the blog post dated 3rd of October on theadventuresoftheunknownphotographer.co.uk. You can also find us on Instagram, which is theunknownphotographer1968, Facebook, Adventures of the Unknown Photographer, and on Castbox, We All Become a Story. Okay, that's it. Thanks a lot. Enjoy the music on the way out. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.